Today's show is sponsored by Snowflake, the only data warehouse built for the cloud. Today, organizations need the agility that rapid data insights bring to stay a step ahead of the competition. With Snowflake, you can instantly and infinitely scale your data warehouse with the touch of a button, delivering deep insights at any time for all your users. So start your journey today towards data-driven decision-making by going to snowflake.com slash cloudcast. That's snowflake.com slash cloudcast. Cloudcast Media presents, from the massive studios in Raleigh, North Carolina, this is The Cloudcast with Aaron Delb and Brian Gracely, bringing you the best of cloud computing from around the world. Good morning, good evening, wherever you are, and welcome back to The Cloudcast. We are coming to you live from the massive Cloudcast studios here in Raleigh, North Carolina. Good to be back with everybody this week, and as we jump into today's Cloud News of the Week, a couple of interesting things that were out there. First and foremost, big congratulations to our friends over at A Cloud Guru. All of you should know A Cloud Guru both as a great sponsor of the show at one point in time, but also we've had both Sam and Ryan on the show a couple of times talking about uh, you know, how they're really changing the, the shape of the training industry around cloud computing, uh, what they're doing behind the scenes with serverless, running the serverless conference. Uh, so just doing really amazing things. Congratulations to them. They just took a $33 million round of funding. It's going to help them build out a bunch of new services, really bring uh, new trainings and new labs to a lot of different environments. So big congratulations to them. Really excited to see those guys continue to grow the business. Great people um, and just really, really good products. People really love uh, being able to get training from a cloud guru. Second thing on the list was uh, the Dell Technologies Dell EMC World event is going on this week. A couple of uh, cloud-related announcements that came out of that. The first one was that uh, VMware and, uh, and Azure made an announcement around what VMware has had a service called VMware on AWS for a while. Essentially, um, hosted VMware on AWS. Um, they're able to uh, interconnect that with some on-prem stuff. Um, so essentially, it was kind of their hybrid cloud story for VMware between uh, an AWS environment and on-prem. Um, they announced a similar type of offering this week with Azure. Um, so similar type of thing, uh, VMware, traditional VMware environment uh, running on Azure, uh, hosted on Azure. The only difference in this one it appears to be sort of the business relationship, the business model. Um, the one from AWS is a VMware offered service, and the one from Azure is an Azure offered service. So it's called Microsoft Azure. Uh, yeah, so Microsoft uh, offers the service, but it is the VMware compatible thing. So, um, you know, interesting to see VMware expand out uh, VMware native technologies, uh, you know, VM centric technologies over to Azure as they had done with uh, AWS in the past. The other thing that they announced this week was um, something you're calling VMware Cloud on. And this is an announcement they made, I think about a year ago, maybe six months ago, where they basically said they were going to get in the business, especially for on-prem, of bringing the VMware SDDC architecture. So that's basically uh, the hypervisor, NSXT, so software-defined networking or NSX, um, as well as vSAN, so the storage component of it. All of those components together as one SDDC architecture on known hardware. And they were going to uh, to manage it to various levels for you. So provide you the hardware, provide you service and support of that hardware. Kind of a kind of a counterbalance or a response to what Amazon is attempting to do with outposts. Um, so that was announced. It was announced, uh, obviously, first and foremost on Dell hardware. Um, we would expect maybe in the future they may announce that on other vendor hardware as well. So really kind of an on-prem 
but managed offering, uh, not necessarily managing your applications, but managing your infrastructure and, and being able to service and support that. So a couple of big announcements coming out of that that there and really looking at how you know VMware is playing a bigger role in this. Um, you know, A lot of discussion about how Dell and VMware are, are working much closer together now than they ever have as opposed to VMware being sort of independent. So interesting to watch that shift. Uh, as we've gone along and, uh, you know, obviously we, we talk about this all the time. There's a lot that changes in the industry and, uh, you know, more and more companies are trying to figure out what sort of uh, choices they make. Do they want more integrated solutions? Do they want more freedom and independence? And, and that balance and that scale is always shifting back and forth to see where customers want to go. Do they want to be on-prem? Do they want to be in the public cloud? Do they want to be building hybrid type solutions or multi-cloud solutions? So definitely a lot of things going on in this space. Uh, congratulations to all those companies for their announcements. And before we get to our show, I want to thank two new sponsors this week, both Snowflake, Snowflake Computing, and DigitalOcean. So excited to have both of them as sponsors for the show. For- Today's show is sponsored by DigitalOcean. DigitalOcean offers the simplest, most developer-friendly cloud platform. It's optimized to make managing and scaling apps easy with an intuitive API, multiple storage options, integrated firewalls, load balancers, and more. What I really love about DigitalOcean is their focus on developers. With the DigitalOcean Marketplace, get started in minutes and don't worry about infrastructure. Plus, DigitalOcean's community provides over 2,000 tutorials to help you stay up-to-date on the latest open source software, languages, and frameworks. Get started on DigitalOcean for free with a free $100 credit at do.co slash cloudcast. That's do.co slash cloudcast. And we're back. Aaron, it is good to have you back as we, we start our kickoff towards show number 400. One of the topics that, that comes up all the time, especially as we, we get into more and more of these you know, distributed applications, new applications, and especially the scale of the things that we're hearing from people, you know, millions of users, millions of devices. Uh, you know, how, do you, how do you keep track of those things? And, and hopefully, if they ever have problems, you know, be able to monitor them, be able to log them, be able to troubleshoot them. So very, very excited today to, uh, to have Renaud Tet, who is the VP of Product Management from Datadog. Renaud, welcome to the show. Glad to have you on. Thank you for having me. Some of the things prior to you being at Datadog, you were doing quite a few interesting things in terms of business intelligence and, and running your own company and so forth. So for folks that may not, uh, may not know you or may not have heard from you before, tell us a little bit about your background prior to Datadog and then how you came to be working on the things that you're doing at Datadog. So mainly I did uh, three jobs in my life, if I, if I simplify it. So I, I have an engineering background I, and I started as a developer into um, a company that was working for financial markets. Uh, so what the goal was uh, to build a business intelligence solution for market risk, but much faster than everything that was um, that was already out there. So we decided like very quick to do an in-memory all-app engine. And so this is what I've developed for almost six years uh, in that first company, Quartet, where I met my one of the, the most talented developer I, I met uh, in the past, uh, which became my partner into the company that I started straight after. So I, I then created Focusmatic. I did social analytics. It was um, a commercial failure. So we pivoted to log management. And this is where, so it was in 2014. And we decided to to, to pivot to log management, which was uh, much more promising. Uh, and we did that for two years and a half. And then uh, we got acquired by Datadog, uh, in which I became um, product manager first, and then now uh, a VP of product. Uh. Renaud, let's clear some things up. So conceptually, we hear some terms thrown around, and I'd like 
to hear, you know, kind of your differences when, when people start talking about these, I'll, I'll kind of say buckets, if you will, right? So when people say monitoring versus logging versus observability, what do you respond to that and how do you think that through? So monitoring, I guess, is the, um, the first basic need, right? As, uh, it's about uh, knowing if uh, something is, uh, is running as it is supposed to. So is it up or is it down? It's like, like one of the most simple solutions out there are about synthetic monitoring, for instance. So I'm going to query a website, my website, to know if it's up and down. And this is really like the one-on-one of... Um, of monitoring. So now like logging falls into another category because uh, you can do monitoring with logging you because uh, you can just uh, look at. Uh, so and first of all, I'm going to probably define what is a log. A log is just a dated event. It's something that happened in the past that is date like lots of the applications that are running on the cloud that uh, companies are now uh, running all over the places are logging like very different in very different format and in large quantity. Uh, why we do that is because it, it represents the history of um, of the company operations. It's uh, what what your your software is doing when you interact with your users. So logging is useful for monitoring. It's also useful to for troubleshooting. You know, like so. So this is actually the main and historical usage is when I connect to the server and I'm going to look at the logging file and I'm going to tail grab or, or, or grab and uh, and figure out what was going on because the system was failing. And when I say was failing, it's because the log told me that something was failing at the first place. And then if I want to dig more, I'm going to look it in the logs. Logs are also very useful for audit and compliance to know if I'm compliant. So and and also to know if if I did something I was supposed to do in the past. So observability is uh, the category that Adog is uh, is uh, is clearly falling into uh, with uh, what we call time series or metrics first. So if you usually like when you do want to do monitoring, the most basic thing you want to collect is CPUs and memory, and uh, and you want to figure out if the if the metric is here. So uh, health check as well but very fast you realize that you can generate like lots uh, a lot of more metrics that are related to your business so i'm going to use operational metrics so that are going to to be used by developers or ops people in a way that more and more and even like sometimes you don't even realize that that is happening that more and more you're going to you're going to actually observe your business and how your applications are behaving and observability uh, at least like the Definition we have in Datadog is based on three main pillars. So I think like for good observability, you need three tools, metrics or time series, logging, log management. So aggregating, collecting logs from a lot of different places and powered by a search engine so you can quickly troubleshoot, etc. And APM, application performance monitoring. So so it's about measuring the performance of, uh, of, of your source code and also of your cross-process uh, discussions. <laughs> It's a complicated space. It's it's very good that uh, you know Datadog is is trying to bring all these things together in one place, like you mentioned, between between logging, between application uh, performance monitoring, bring them all into you know one common place that customers can can work with. One of the big challenges of of logging, or really any of these uh, these things where we want to have high visibility, is on one hand people say, well, you should log everything, output 
you know, everything from the application that you can log everything. And then on the flip side, there's the challenges of how fast can some system ingest all those logs and then what's the cost to store all those logs. So, you know, what are some of the things that are happening in the industry or some of the things maybe that you're working on, um, you know, to make it so that 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 trade-off doesn't have to be so uh, so severe of, you know, I want greater visibility, but I can't afford to keep keep up with or, or keep track of the stuff that'll help me with visibility. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a very good question. It's, and it's a very big question in the industry. I mean, like uh, I'm seeing trade-offs, uh, as you can imagine, like every day uh, of that kind. So, and I'm going to get back to, to Logmatic to describe the problem here because uh, we were a much smaller log management company. We were not, I mean, uh, even if like every, <laughs> it's, uh, and I, I'm going to do a small digression here, every company that is working in some of the three branches here, like observab- of observability here, APM metrics or, or log management are aiming to have an, to, to build another product and, and to, uh, to provide a more comprehensive view. But uh, so even at Logmatic, we wanted to do metrics and we wanted to do APM. So uh, to answer that question, um, so let's focus on log management. You know, log management today, uh, if you look at all the log management, like I shouldn't say all because you, you can always find like one solution out there um, that you don't know that is doing things a little bit differently. But most of, I, I should say, the industry in general is working that way. So basically, and that started with in the early 2000, and I'm not going to mention like one of the biggest company in that space. Uh, they say, oh, actually, you are you are having more and more systems out there. You're having more and more services. You're having more and more uh, servers. So, uh, and we are seeing uh, developers like uh, just connecting SSH, doing SSH uh, into terminals and trying to figure out what's what, what is going on. What about if we we can become the Google of logs? And uh, and that uh, that little uh, pitch here uh, worked very well. And uh, so a search engine on logs. This is really uh, what. what is log management uh, today and of course like I'm, there is like much more at the top of that but that's that's the, the one-on-one of log management so I collect logs and I and I index them and um, that's funny because we all think that like all the the, the big social networks and everything are, are indexing lots of content but log management companies are actually indexing like tons of content it's it's actually we have a similar size than uh, something like Twitter or, or even uh, Google in some in some area like in terms of indexing web pages um, the problem of indexing logs is that it, this is costly you know it's um, you, you want to index log because you want to have like a search engine that is going and so you're going to be able to slice and dice and then another feature you're going to provide is analytics at the top of this search engine so you're going to be able to graph your logs and then slice and dice over your graphs so you you can quickly troubleshoot in a much more efficient way than before but the problem is that with the cloud with uh, the explosion of uh, the microservices, containers, Lambda functions, past services, the amount of log is becoming too high. And uh, there is a, a big question right now uh, about uh, should I should I index everything? Should I or, or should I make trade-offs? And what I'm seeing now is, and I was already seeing that at, uh, at Logmatic, obviously, is that we were charging for an amount of gigabytes per day and people were filtering out their logs at the server level or at the application level. And the problem with that is when you have an incident, for instance, then you're going to be blind. So in other words, like the log management uh, uh, solutions right now and the, the pricing scheme are not work to serve the customers and they are, they are working against uh, the, the actual needs of, uh, of our users. So Renaud, that's super fascinating and actually plays into the, the next question I was going to ask you to kind of bring those all together. You, 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 know, you said that the slicing and dicing, which I really like, this idea mm-hmm. of you have to collect a lot, but then you also 
have to find that that needle in the haystack all at the same time. And it all comes down to a larger conversation of a, a financial trade-off of mm-hmm. the costs of doing all of this versus potential costs associated with a failure. And then if you're pre-filtering before you're ingesting, if you will, then there's you know certain things that, that have to happen with all of that as well. And so there's an issue there. So I guess maybe I'm, I'm, I'm where I'm getting with all of that is, okay, what is your suggestions for a framework based off of this? And how do these conversations play off and play out in real life and and kind of what is the analysis that needs to be done? When I joined Datadog, the founders of Datadog already identified the, the problem. Customers were, like log management customers were frustrated about the subscription fees and the way that the, the, the way log management solutions were pricing because they had to do trade-offs and at some moment they were blind because they didn't have the logs because they didn't send these logs that the, which were high volume and um, considered at the time at least not very valuable. So, and this is usually when I, I like to describe the problem here. So if you look at logs, you have three characteristics that are inherent to logs. So high volume. So you have tons of them. It's not like we are lacking of logs. We have too, too much of them right now. Another problem is the variation. If a developer deploy uh, a new piece of code and then there is a there is a new logging line some uh, that is into uh, a, a big loop, right? You're going to have an enormous amount of logs. Uh, the most common example that we are seeing, but only like people are sleeping during the night. So usually, what we are seeing from from company uh, from our companies we are working with here is that when people sleep, that they generate like uh, obviously like uh, ten times less logs than when uh, at noon, for instance. And I'm not even mentioning like the, the bigger variations that you you might have, which are which are related to Black Friday or Christmas or like things that are related to your business or an advert uh, an ad that you just posted that had uh, a big impact on 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 your traffic. So uh, high variation, and there is something that we don't really mention all the time, but is actually the most important one for me is the change of value. You know, and when I say change of value, it's um, there is a, per- a perceived value depending on the audience. If you're a developer in working on that specific service, you're going to, these logs are going to be very important to you. But if you're working on, you're working at uh, as an ops or an administrator, going to look at them. And if you're working on security, same thing, like the developers are not going to look at some logs, but you're going to be very interested at these logs. The other problem is different moments. You have an incident, suddenly like the administrator that was not looking at some logs, they want to get access, he wants to get access to, to it. So the change of value is something that you, you cannot really uh, forecast. You, you don't really know. And especially if you are the one paying for the solution. So so you don't want to impose trade-offs to your teams because they are the ones that knows what uh, what are the value of, of your logs. So, And when I ask the question to companies, hey, did you make trade-offs or are you making trade-offs and, and ask a team leads or or engineers to remove this, some logs because the log management uh, solution is be- is becoming too expensive. The answer is a hundred percent yes. It's it's very surprising. It's uh, so when I say, did you ask your your teams about that? And they say yes. And then the second question I ask is, did you have an incident in the past? And then they came back to you, and then they complained that they didn't have access to the logs. And and most of the time the answer is yes of uh, 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 as well. So when you are the one who asked to re- to to limit the amount of logs, you, you feel very bad. So this is how we, we, we set the problem here. And uh, as Datadog came into the log management industry, 
industry uh, a little bit more than one year ago, we decided to tackle the problem. We were the challenger, so we wanted to bring some kind of disruption into the market and and do something that is uh, that is very good for the user because that problem was mentioned everywhere. So we came up with that idea. And it's pretty simple. We say that what is expensive is indexing logs. And indexing, you index logs for, for search, uh, for troubleshooting, for slice and dicing, for analytics. But this is not where you're going to store logs. Like if you want to store your logs to just keep, uh, to keep the history of what happened in the past, you're going to, mo- to use S3, right? So ingesting logs, S3 or like any other cold storage. So ingesting logs, processing logs, providing a live tail and archiving logs is something that is that we can deliver on a much more cost efficient manner and in uh, and we can decouple the the indexing and let the user decide what is worth indexing depending on the situation so we have two price tags a very low one that is about sending logs ingesting logs processing logs and archiving them and uh, and another one that is indexing that is similar to what the industry is proposing because indexing is expensive and that really addresses the issue here because now you don't have to do trade off trade offs at the server level you have to do you can do trade offs into the user interface or even better with APIs automatically so which means that you do not impose trade offs that are much more difficult to solve you 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 let the user decide the logs they need at the moment they need. Uh, depending on the, the, the value. No, it makes makes a lot of sense. It's it's good to see that uh, that level of granularity is is kind of being extended out to users, and and you know you give them some ability to to kind of control the levers of you know what should we keep or what should we you know what what can help influence us, and and it's nice that you don't always have to make those decisions up front. Let me ask you one question because we we really we've talked about a lot of different things in terms of architectural differences and, and where things are changing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, as more information gets kept about applications, whether that's logs or for monitoring or for other things, it gets overwhelming for people. What do you see as you, as you, you know, you kind of put on your, uh, your, your, you look into your crystal ball and you look out in the future, how much of a role does, does artificial intelligence or some sort of machine augmentation make for, uh, you know, making people able to keep up with all this stuff? Or to- so before talking about AI, I'm going to do a um... Uh, maybe a small digression about what seems to be what what is for us the most important thing to solve at the moment. So, and there are two reasons for that. So, login without limits, but also like uh, because of the, one of the concepts that I mentioned before, which is the three pillars of observability, like being able to have the three solutions that you need uh, to observe your systems and your business. And uh, so, the first thing that we are try that we are trying to do right and much better and what what the competition is doing right now is how with good naming conventions opinionated decisions but not too much you know because uh, when you're too opinionated you you tend to um, to to prevent people to do things so and you know i'm going to mention the, the data dog motto but the data dog motto is a uh, simple but not simplistic so which means that all your users they it's extremely simple to navigate through the three pillars, right? To do a troubleshooting session, moving from APM to metrics to to log management. And even inside each solution, it's easy to move into the data. But uh, if you want to go off-road, uh, you can. So, so this is one of the big challenges we are trying to solve right now, and uh, we've been we've been successful, but we still have some work uh, to do. It is how, with good naming convention, the right dose of uh, opinion on doing things, we're going to provide an experience where you know it's um, this expression about the platform, right? That the sum of the solutions that you have is actually superior. 
to the, the the value of each individual solution. So this is really what we are trying to solve here. Uh, so that's one thing we are actively working on. Uh, one agent that collects everything, collect this, the, the same tags, uh, same formats, uh, designing a user interface and a set of APIs that makes the journey and uh, that ma- makes the journey of the, the, the users and developers uh, extremely seamless. Uh, so we can boost the general f- efficiency into companies. Uh, so that's one of the, the, the big thing we are working on right now. And we are going to constantly work on, on this. Yeah, very, very cool. It, it was, uh, <laughs> as, you, as you were going through that, it was very obvious the, the level of passion and excitement you have around this. So very cool to hear about kind of all the different things that you're working on. Aaron, any last thoughts about kind of uh, this space? It's obviously critical to, to make applications work. Yeah, and and I would say this too, you know, for those that are listening to this, this may be one of those. Go back and listen to it again as well, because there's some very subtle and distinct differences in what we talked about this. And, you know, as as folks are starting to think about kind of these next generation architectures or these cloud first architectures, and especially the piece around, you know, this decoupling and the microservices, mm-hmm. gosh, that that is, you know, was was such a key point to pull out of this too the complexity as the complexity of the coupling of the applications increases you know so does the observability of all yeah. of this as well exactly. so that's that's a, a fantastic point and thank you for that so Renault with that um how uh, how can everyone uh, find more about you uh, about more about the company and and kind of uh, if they're interested dig in a little further uh, so I think that the dog is a no name in the industry right now so that hq.com is uh, is the, the place to go right uh, we have lots of blog posts um, lots of content that, because we are sharing our observation we are like our customers are sharing their own way of doing things so that's uh, that's really the best uh, place to start I think yeah. well, listen uh, with that Aaron uh... and uh, I will probably add one more thing Uh Datadog is is doing uh, is actually hosting because this is not a Datadog conference. So this is a, a conference about observability and uh, scaling system uh, in general. So it's called Dash, uh, and uh, this is uh, so we, we are going to have. Of course, we're going to have a lot of uh, Datadog customers, but we are the, the the aim of that conference is really to talk about scaling your system on the cloud and how to observe well and how to 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 securize them. And uh, so uh, and that's um, uh, that's uh, mid July. Uh, that's called the Dash Conference in New York. Very cool. Well, with that, I think we're going to wrap it up, Aaron. It's been it's been a good good discussion, Renault. Thank you so much for all the insight, folks. As mm-hmm. always, thank you for listening to the show. Thanks for telling a friend. Thanks for rating on iTunes. We really appreciate it. It's helping to grow the show. And mm-hmm. with that, we're going to wrap it up, and we will talk to you all next week. Thank you for listening to the Cloudcast. Please visit thecloudcast.net to find more shows, show notes, videos, and everything social media. 